welcome to this week's episode of Renoites. My name is Connor McQuibby. I'm your host as always. This is a live episode of Renoites recorded recently at Black Rabbit Mead. As many of you know, we've been doing live episode tapings about once a month at Black Rabbit Mead. This one is with Vicky Moosney, one of my few returning guests for the podcast. Vicky is a fantastic friend of mine. She is the co-owner of DJ Trivia Sierra Nevada, where I host trivia several nights a week. We had a great conversation about her business, the challenges of dealing with COVID, working in the bar industry during COVID. We had some issues with the city, with cabaret licensing stuff, which some of you might have seen in the news last year. And we also talked about the upcoming challenge for charity. It is DJ Trivia Sierra Nevada's 10-year anniversary in April. And for the anniversary, Vicky is putting on a fundraiser to raise up to $10,000 for local nonprofits in a trivia contest. We talk about the details in the episode, but here's the short version. Sign up a team of six players. It is $250 to enter the contest. You can have that sponsored by a local business. We will shout out local businesses at the event and on our social media. So find a sponsor for your team and decide what nonprofit you want to be competing for. The top team, if all of the 30 spots are filled, will win $3,000 for the nonprofit of their choice, and all of the nonprofits will receive some share of what is donated. It should be a whole lot of fun. It's on April 15th, so please check out my social media and DJ Trivia Sierra Nevada's social media for the details and to sign up and do that soon before all the spots fill up. There is going to be a Renoites team. I am excited to compete against some of you. It should be a whole lot of fun. Thank you so much to Vicky for coming on the podcast again. And again, thanks to Black Rabbit Mead for letting us host these events at Black Rabbit in the Brewery District. We are currently between seasons of Reno Lights right now. We will be back with new normal episodes at the beginning of May. But in the meantime, we are still doing live episodes. I'm going to be probably reposting some of the best of Reno Lights episodes in the coming weeks. So keep an eye on that as well. And now this week's guest from our live episode last week. Vicky Musney. I see the red record light is on. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our latest live recording of the Renoites podcast. Thank you for joining us. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you for being here. So my name is Connor McQuibby. I host a local podcast called Renoites. It's a weekly interview show. The goal of the podcast is basically to be the podcast for anyone in Reno. If you listen to podcasts, you live in Reno. My goal is to have a wide variety of guests, a wide variety of topics, and for the last six months or so, we've done live episode tapings once a month here at Black Rabbit Mead. Uh, thank you so much, Black Rabbit Mead. I know Will's not here today, Woo! but let's give Will and Black Rabbit Mead crew a big round of applause. Thank you so much for, for inviting us to use this space for the podcast. It's been really great to have these live episodes. It's fun to have a live audience and kind of interact in a different way than we normally do on a podcast. So thank you so much for joining us here today and for folks listening at home. If you enjoy the show, I always like to mention that this is a community-oriented, local, self-funded kind of project. So if you want to help the show, the best thing you can do is spread the word. Projects like this require word of mouth, basically. So tell your friends, tell your family if you enjoy the show, spread the word about it. And also, if you want to support the show financially, you can do that on Patreon. I do have a Patreon account. It's uh, patreon.com slash renoites. So you can learn a little bit more about the show and contribute financially if you want to. This week on our live episode, I'm very excited to welcome one of my very best friends, my boss, my work mom, uh, kind of very much everything of my life for the last few years, my Toastmasters colleague, a lot of things. So please give a big round of applause to a guest I'm very excited to welcome back to the podcast, a repeat guest, Vicki Moosney. Thank you, Connor. Thank 
you. So today we're going to talk about a few different things that you do. Most importantly, DJ trivia. So Vicky is Miss DJ Trivia. She has created the DJ Trivia Sierra Nevada company here in Northern Nevada. A lot of folks know me from DJ Trivia. I am a host several nights a week, and we've been through a lot in the last few years with yes. COVID, all that kind of stuff. So for folks who haven't listened to the previous episodes or who don't know you or are not familiar with DJ Trivia, can you just start by talking a little bit about your business? What is DJ sure. Trivia? What do you do? I mean, I think most people understand the concept of bar trivia. The idea is to have something fun going on in the bar that maybe is different than karaoke night or just coming out and drinking. I love that this bar has board games here, but just something extra. And really my heart as the owner of DJ Trivia is to partner with primarily with locally owned independent restaurants like this one where I know the owners and I see them and call them by name when I come in. And maybe they were having, you know, their Tuesday night wasn't their best night until trivia started. And my goal is to find venues like that that are super cool and create an extra special reason for people to come in on what otherwise would have been a slow night and give them a reason to come back week after week. Excellent. And one of the things that I like about DJ Trivia is it's free to play, right? I know yes. that sometimes there's trivia games where there's a buy-in or things like that, but because it's free to play, I think it makes it really easy to just, you know, show up and play without that being kind of an investment. Can you talk a little bit about the business model of DJ Trivia? Yeah, I mean, it's free to play, but there is an expectation. If you are going to take up a seat in a bar or restaurant, we do expect you to be a customer of that bar or restaurant. So what I love to remind people when I see them at trivia games that every time you go out to play trivia and you are drinking and eating at local places, you are doing your part to support the local economy. So good on you for drinking every single week, <laughs> week after week, game after game. Yes. You know, good for you. But in all seriousness, though, the bars hire my company. And obviously, I mean, with almost 40 games a week, I can't be everywhere at once. I have an incredible team of hosts, um, a couple of whom are in this room. Connor hosts for me four nights a week. Robbie is in our live audience tonight. Robbie was actually my second trivia employee nine years ago. And he worked for me for a while, moved away, did other life things, and then came back to Reno and said, yeah, I'll come back and host. And he's the host here at Black Rabbit right now. Um, but yeah, so I bring these other hosts in so that we can have all of these games because I can't, obviously, like I said, I can't be everywhere all at once, but I can help boost bars attendance all over the region. And we have games not just in Reno Sparks, but out in Fallon and Fernley, Carson City, Minden, South Lake Tahoe, so, yeah, it's been really fun and exciting to get to be here. Yeah. One of the things we were talking about earlier was the difference between a consistent weekly trivia game and, like, the themed trivia nights that are, like, around a certain TV show or movie or something. Can you just talk a little bit about the difference between those two models sure. of, of doing yeah. trivia events? Well, one thing I want to say is there are other people that do trivia that in this town that's not DJ trivia. And I'm totally okay with that. We have a lot of fantastic bars and restaurants. And if somebody's got something else going in the trivia, you know, environment that works working for that bar, I don't ever go to those places and like pitch them and be like, hey, you should fire your regular trivia people and and use DJ trivia. I'm just like, cool, you are doing what you can to help bring business to that bar. And that's awesome. And there's plenty of business to go around and like lots of cool spots all over. And I forgot what your original question was. 
Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the difference, basically, like the... Oh, yeah. So a lot of those places will have somebody who's writing their own questions, and maybe that person is super into a particular TV show, a particular movie, and those can be fun, but the reality is they attract um, just a smaller percentage of the population. There might be you know, 10% of the people that hear about it that are like 110% excited for that night. But there's also going to be other people that are like, ah, I've never seen that show. I'm not going to go to that. I mean, I ended up at a trivia night one time years and years ago, and I won't even say where. And it was when I walked in and was all excited to learn about trivia before we started DJ Trivia. It was college sports night. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never watched college sports in my life. And for two hours, they asked college sports questions, and I knew I wasn't going to know any of them. But if that's your thing, awesome. You're going to have a fun time. But our business model is that I want this bar, because we're in Black Rabbit, I want them to have an amazing Tuesday night, 52 Tuesdays a year. And so I really want to have a game that has wide appeal, where people are going to want to come back week after week, not just, oh, I might show up if it's about a movie that I've watched, or I might show up if it's Harry Potter night, but oh no, I've never seen, you know, Seinfeld, I'm not going to go to Seinfeld trivia, or whatever it is. So we have uh, just a variety of questions, every single question is a different category, so maybe there will be one about college sports, and you might know it or you might not but it's probably going to be the only college sport question that comes up on that night in that game. The next question will be something totally different, and maybe you'll know that one. And the first three rounds are multiple choice, so we try to make it as fun as possible by making it not too terribly hard, but still competitive. Yeah, one, of the, thing, one of the things I like about the, the variety is there's this consistency of the questions, right? Wherever you play DJ Trivia, it's going to be the same set of questions at whatever venue you're at. But you will have a different host, and you will be in a different bar or restaurant environment. So can you talk a little bit about the the variety? You said you have over 35 venue or 40 mm-hmm. games Almost a 40, week. Almost 40, yeah. We have a couple of bingo games, about 40 trivia games. And a couple of my places do trivia multiple nights mm-hmm. a week. Uh, but, but, yeah, that's another thing that is really fun. And people laugh at me when they see us playing trivia. They're like, wait, how are you this bad at trivia when you <laughs> own a trivia company? And I'm like, I'm maybe not great at trivia, but I'm really good at bars and I'm really good at people. And that's really my job is to find the bars and restaurants that are a good fit for what we do and then find the right person for that bar. So even though if you went to any one of our games, you'll recognize the game. You'll see our logo. You'll see my host wearing a DJ Trivia shirt or some kind of identifier with the logo. You'll see our questions are always up on the screen. We always have music that plays that's related to the songs, the questions, the answers, something like that. But what's different is the vibe. So if you love mead, for example, this is a great place for you. If you are a beer drinker, I have breweries. I have pizza places. I have college bars that are like right practically on campus, like bordered by campus on three sides. You know, there's something for everybody. And, um, you know, there's family restaurants and iconic places like the Little Waldorf, which was our very first game 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you can find the places you want to go. Some people want to go to a place that maybe doesn't have food because it's cheaper just to eat dinner at home and then buy a few drinks when you play trivia. If you're going to go every week, that works for your budget. Other people are like, well, if I'm going to drink, I definitely need to have food so that I can you know, pace myself throughout the night. So they're going to have options you know, for either one. So you can find what you like based on 
where you live, what kind of place you want, how much money you want to spend, or honestly, how many nights a week you want to go play trivia. Like, you can go someplace different every night. Yeah, we do have teams that play (laughs) several nights a week at different venues, so we'll see the same teams at various venues around town over the week. Yeah, it's fun. How did you start with DJ Trivia? How did you get into this business? (laughs) I was invited to speak at a conference that was on a cruise ship about 11-ish years ago, which, by the way, side note, if you ever get invited to go to a conference on a cruise ship, that is a very fun place for a conference. (laughs) So the days we were at sea, we had the conference and the meetings and the seminars, and then the rest of the time, you're basically just on vacation with like-minded people. So they were all other people that worked in the wedding, DJ, and event industry, and we were on this cruise, and the owner of the DJ Trivia National Company was one of the other speakers. And the last night of the cruise, on you know, in our in our room, not for like the whole ship, but like our fifty something people that were in our group, we play DJ trivia. And I looked at my husband and I said, This is cool. Reno needs this. As soon as we are in a position to buy our next business, I think this is what we should invest in. And about six months later, we said, you know what? This is it. Let's pull the trigger and bring this. Because at that time, there was no place in Reno that I could bring my family to play trivia. You had to be 21 to play anywhere. And most of them started at 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, which was great for some people if that fits your lifestyle. Again, I didn't go after those bars, but I was like, there's got to be a way to bring this to more people, more families, more professionals, people that just need to want to go have a good time, but do need to get up and go to work the next morning. And um, so that's when we, we brought it here. Yeah. So it'd be 10 years in April. Awesome. And I know you're doing a big fundraiser for the 10-year anniversary. I do want to talk to you about yeah. that in a little bit. Along the way, so from starting 10 years ago yeah. to now, there have been some ups and downs, obviously. COVID <laughs> is a big one a few years ago. Uh, and then we had some issues with the city with a licensing thing. Can you just talk a little bit over the last few years about some of the the ups and downs of sure. being in a business that is so tied to how the bar and restaurant world is going? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, honestly, and in the beginning, even bef- long before COVID, because we, you know, that was just three years ago. Ago, and we've been doing this for 10. In the beginning, we were still very involved in the wedding and event industry. So we were doing 45 to 50 weddings a year um, between our video company and then doing DJ and MC stuff. And I was realizing I was missing a lot of weekends, but we only had, you know, probably what, three games at the time a week. And then when I realized I wanted to kind of flip that and gradually pull back from the weddings and increase the trivia, we started to do that. And in 2019, things were going really, really well. We had 27 games a week that fall. And then COVID hit. And then we had nothing for longer than we thought. And then even when things started to come back, if you remember, there were so many restrictions and 25% capacity, which meant only my restaurants that could seat 100 people could even think about keeping trivia going because the city was going to say, no, you can't have more than 25 people in the building. So the littler bars that you know, normally fill up with 30 to 40 people for trivia night, they were like, well, we can't really afford to do this if we can only have 12 people. Like, they would have to drink an awful lot to cover <laughs> our fees, and that may or may not be safe. So, yeah, COVID was obviously rough. And what really broke my heart was not just that my business came to a screeching halt, but that everybody I knew. I mean, my business is literally built on partnerships with small locally owned business. And I will never forget, I've always referred to the Riverwalk District as my happy place. And I would go down there and walk. And the first time after COVID hit that I went walking, and I walked by Sierra Tap House and Old Bridge Pub. Even though I knew they were closed, 
there was something about seeing my clients that I'd worked with for years with their windows and doors boarded up that just hurt my heart. And so gradually as things got back, you know, when we were starting to build back up, um, most of our clients came back, you know, most of our bars that we worked with survived. And then even during the pandemic years, we had new places spring up and bring us in. Um, like Chica's Bar, for example, on Mondays where you used to host, mm-hmm. um, they opened up in the summer of 2020, which is a really challenging time to open a fam- but it's a family owned business, a husband and wife team, six kids between them, just awesome, awesome people. And I love that they heard about us and brought us in and we got to, you know, help spread the word about that restaurant because there's a lot of people that didn't even know that that restaurant had, you know, was something else before that had reopened under new ownership. And I got to help them. And that's, that's really cool. And same with Black Rabbit, you know. Um, we've only been working here for a little over a year, I think. And um, and other places in this neighborhood and, and beyond. So that's been fun. It was less fun when the city threw up that, um, hey, we're going to go contact all of your clients that don't have a current cabaret license. Um, that was a rough season. Mm-hmm. Um, we w- got a lot of support, though. Connor and I both went to city council multiple times and kind of worked through that. And... Um, the short story for those of you that were following that is a cabaret license is still required for anyone that does DJ trivia, but what the city stopped doing was requiring a conditional use permit, and that was the really expensive one that cost an additional four to $5,000 in inspections and permits. So they did finally in October lift that one. So we did have several of our bars last year that even though we thought we were in the clear from COVID and people were able to come out and hang out again, and then they were like, oh, we can't do that yet. So we've had to, you know, learn a lot and, and grow together. But now things are still back heading in a, in a really positive direction and yeah. adding more clients and adding more games. Yeah, so. it's, it's exciting that we were able to resolve the issue with the city because it felt kind of silly that they defined DJ trivia as live entertainment in the same way that a band is live entertainment or. Well, and uh, they still are technically. We're not yeah. done. We are going to have to go mm-hmm. back to city council some more and revisit that conversation because ultimately. I want them to revisit that code. It is very outdated and does there's still more work that needs to be done to work with city council to have them revisit that and either revise, update, or eliminate that requirement. But as of right now, um, the relief from not having to do the conditional use permit has been a good step in the right direction. But I don't think it's done. I'm not done fighting for small businesses. And you've added a lot of new venues in the yeah. since then. So can you talk a little bit about where you've kind of expanded into? What are some of the newer venues, newer neighborhoods? Sure, yeah. What's the new exciting stuff? Um, well, just right here in the brewery district where we're recording live, I can look uh, next door. We're back at Lead Dog where we had taken a break during the pandemic. We're back over there. We have a new game at their facility in Sparks. They're doing our... Um, DJ bingo game for a happy hour game on Mondays across the street. We're at Abby's on Wednesday night and Abby's highway 40. I mean, that was a, you know, a long time icon, you know, in the city, but it's under new ownership. It's been um, revamped. It's super cool inside. They've got like the dumpling queen uh, permanent food truck back there. Um, down the street and around the corner is Sleeve Brewing, which is another super awesome, pretty new, just opened last fall, family-owned brewery. We do trivia there on Thursday nights, which um, is why I didn't promote this episode too heavily since, <laughs> you know, I've got trivia games going on right now. I can't 
compete with myself, but mm. I will uh, once it's posted live for people, or once it's posted for people to listen to later, then I'll share it some more. Yeah, I also feel <laughs> yeah. bad. That I'm supposed to be hosting DJ trivia right now um, at the Brewers Cabinet Production Facility, but so I am, shout out to Andrew here, so, who's so, subbing for yeah, Connor. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> for uh, covering for me, Andrew, so that I could be doing this. Uh, you also do. Uh, there's a league component of yes. the trivia game, so I know it's like a casual game you can play whenever you want to. Yeah. But if you play the same venue, you're automatically doing a league. Can you talk about how the league works yeah. and the, kind of the purpose of it? Well, the purpose of the league, I think, is important to understand because if you're looking at it from a business perspective, when a bar hires us or a restaurant hires us to come in and do trivia, we want to see the same people being there regularly, coming back week after week, ideally. And it's great if new people come in, but we don't want to have like this total feast or famine. We really want to have a reason for people to come back to the same bar. So our software will actually track your team's score and how many people played and do that every time that you play. So I can run reports for my venue owners and managers and show them, hey, this is how many teams have been playing. This is how many people have been playing. Yeah, that one night was slow, but there was a huge snowstorm that day. But most, you know, most of the rest of the time you've been doing great. And then for the players, your reward is that at the end of our league period, the top teams that have the most cumulative points for each location actually get to represent your bar or restaurant in a playoff game. Last season, I did five playoff games, and I think I'm going to need at least six, possibly seven. But what I did was the top three teams from you know, each place were assigned one of the playoff games, and then I run playoffs simultaneously. So they're all happening at the same time with the same questions and the same music so that nobody can say, oh, well, that playoff game was easier. That playoff game had more clues in the music. Um, you know, well, that playoff game you know, somebody cheated or whatever. Like we try to keep it as fair as possible. And then the top teams from each of the playoff games move on again a couple of weeks later and play in a championship for trophies and cash prizes. In fact, we packed this place out um, for our championship. Mm-hmm. They had to bring in tables from next door at lead dog and rearrange things to fit all of the teams in here. But it was, it was super fun. And a lot of people that maybe had never tried mead before got to come here and for championship, but it's just a fun way to reward loyalty. Mm -hmm. And also if your team has a home base, like say you play here at black rabbit on Tuesday nights, but you decide you want to go visit sleeve brewing on Thursday because it's, you know, right around the corner and you live in the neighborhood, you can tell the host at sleeve, Hey, black rabbit is our home. We want our bonus points. And that host will give you 100 league bonus points. And then when you go back to your home location, you give them to your host. And that gets added to your league score, which helps increase your chances. So we're rewarding loyalty. And we're also rewarding you for supporting other bars. Because really, our goal is to get you to eat and drink locally as much as possible. Yeah, several nights In a week. safe manner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so we mentioned the challenge for charity. So it's your 10 year yes. anniversary for DJ trivia and you have a charity event coming up that I'm part of and I'm really excited about. Can you talk a little bit about what this challenge for charity is just yes. briefly? And then we'll get into kind of the details sure. of how it works. Yeah. Reno Whites is one of the official sponsors of that because Connor was in the conversation with me when the idea was starting to formulate, but here's the plan. It's our 10 year anniversary, April 15th, 2013 was my very first DJ trivia game at the Little Waldorf. And when I realized our 10-year anniversary was coming up, I wanted to do something cool. And at the same time, I had this idea that was actually inspired by one of my kids who 
happens to be sitting in the corner, who made a comment about how cool would it be if trivia teams like actually had sponsors, you know, because we DJ Trivia sponsored my husband's softball team. And I was like, yeah, there's, there's potential in that. So here's what we decided to do and how it's going to work. Anybody can register a team. And as we talked about before, it is free to play on our weekly games. This special event, though, we are charging a registration fee because that's where we're getting the money. My goal is to raise $10,000 for charities. I don't have $10,000 just to donate myself, but together we can do that. So there is a registration fee. So the idea is maybe you are connected to a local business or maybe you just know someone who is. Maybe you're a hairdresser or you know, your mechanic or someone wants to sponsor your team. They can get their name listed as the sponsor Six people can come, and when you register your team, you can pick any 501c3 nonprofit that you want to represent. And we will do shout-outs for the businesses and for the charities, both at the event and on social media before and after the event. And then that day when we're playing, instead of you guys winning bar tabs, you are going to actually get money for your charity. So if I get all 30 spots sold... The, and the budget works out the way I think it's going to, we'll be able to do $3,000 for the first place charity, $2,000 for second place, $1,000 for third place, and then the rest of the money that's left that we earn from raffle prizes and the live auction will be divided up equally among the other charities. So every nonprofit that's represented will get something um, in return after the event. And, and then those businesses that sponsored the team and paid the fees will also get lots of thank yous on the microphone, on social, on, on printed signs mm -hmm. at the event. So, Awesome. Um, you mentioned this is at the Little Waldorf. It's a big yes. space because there's going to be a lot of people there. But you said that was your first venue for DJ Trivia. Can you talk a little bit about the Little Waldorf yeah. and your relationship yeah. with them over this decade? So. Toby is still the GM at the Little Waldorf, and he was the first person that I talked to in Reno, because Reno had never heard of, you know, restaurant trivia. That was not a thing. It was only bar trivia. And he was the first one that kind of said, yeah, this sounds cool. I'll take a chance on you guys. Nobody knew who we were. Nobody had heard of DJ Trivia. It was a nationwide company that was starting to create these affiliate relationships in towns. But I was only, my husband and I were the 10th affiliates to sign up. So the 10th in the country. So nobody knew who we were. And Toby said, yeah, I'll do this. And 10 years later, he's still the same GM that we have worked with for many events. They've been hosting trivia on Monday nights, literally for 10 years. And then last year, they added a second game on Wednesday nights. He's done several fundraising events for us, um, private parties, events for my Toastmasters club, a fundraiser for one of our employees who you know, had a, a baby that needed um, some medical surgeries. I mean, he's just been super to work with. And so when I went to him and said, hey, I can't imagine doing my 10-year anniversary anywhere other than the wall. Can I have your whole restaurant for three <laughs> hours on a Saturday? And he said, sure, absolutely. We can do that. So, I, so we talked about, well, how many people can we fit legally? Like, I don't want him to get in trouble with the fire marshal. And that's how we know we have to cap attendance at 30 teams of six. And that gives me about, you know... 10 extras for my volunteers and photographers and stuff like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you mentioned you've done a previous fundraiser and that's related to DJ Trivia too. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. uh, our host Elgin and, and what you've done with yeah, DJ Trivia no, and the Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up because um, 
I am hoping that one of the teams that is playing in the Challenge for Charity is going to be playing to send more money to Elgin. But Elgin was another host that was with me for a really long time. Shortly after Robbie left, Elgin started hosting. He hosted with me for seven years. And the reason he stopped hosting last February was his wife was expecting their first child. And they found out through ultrasound that her baby had a very rare heart condition. So they actually moved to Las Vegas for three months and lived in the Ronald McDonald house because she had to do a lot of testing there, scheduled C-section, and then the baby had her first surgery there before they could come home. So we did a fundraiser. We were able to raise one and a half, not two, but I wanted to get at least one mortgage payments for them so they didn't lose their house while they were down there and not able to work. Um, And she also just had a second heart surgery. They've been in Stanford this time for a full month at the Ronald McDonald House there. Um, But yeah, their medical bills are outrageous, like to the tune of $2 million. So while it was awesome that we could help with a mortgage payment, um, there's another foundation in town that specifically helps families um, from northern Nevada whose kids need these special surgeries that aren't offered anywhere in Reno and they have to go to either Vegas or Stanford or somewhere else for them. So we've partnered with Friends of Brooks Foundation for that. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Um, Adeline just turned a year old on March 1st mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, and they've been in Stanford for a whole month, but I did hear that she is getting discharged from the hospital on Saturday. So hopefully Perfect. by the time anyone is listening to the replay of this, yeah. she will be out of the hospital. Yeah. But they're just such a sweet family. And then even though Elgin's not hosting for me, his wife is actually my bookkeeper. Um, so if any of my clients are listening and your invoicing has been a little off this month, it's because <laughs> I've just been trying to let Shamber, you know, have some time off to just be mom of a baby having a major surgery. So, mm. um, but yeah, but I, I love their whole family dearly and, um, well, yeah, yeah hopefully, they're still involved. <laughs> yeah. And, and hopefully during the challenge for charity, we can raise a little bit money, more money for that organization as yeah. well. Uh, who else is involved in this? I know that Renoites is sponsoring this thing. Silver state storytellers. Can you talk a little bit about who's been yes. involved in this whole uh, process? Well, Silver, um, it's lyric, Lyrics um, Company is actually the sponsor, TL Solutions, mm. and they are playing for his nonprofit, which is Silver State Storytellers. That's their um, nonprofit that he started. But Lyric is another friend of mine and Connor's who was with me when we came up with the idea. So he's been helping me figure out how to market and promote. And he connected me with L- Rena Little Theater, who has become another sponsor. They're handling all of the ticketing for me because, as you know, I don't sell tickets in advance for you to play trivia at our regular games. I'm not set up for that. But I was all of a sudden going, well, how do I do this? Like, I've got limited seats, and we can only have so many people, and I want to make sure that somebody who's, you know, really good with money and knows the rules about nonprofits and donations is kind of handling all of that stuff, because... I'm a people person. I'm an idea person. I'm not supposed to be in charge of the money. I mean, I'll write the check to the right charity, I promise. But but it's just I wanted some extra accountability and someone that knew that. So Rena Little Theater is also a sponsor. And then, of course, The Wall. Toby has been amazing to work with. I mean, literally giving us the entire restaurant for three hours on a Saturday. Um, that's also why it's from two to five, which might seem like a weird time to have a meal. But it's because... To help small businesses, I didn't want to take away his regular lunch hour or his regular dinner crowd, so that's why we're doing it in the afternoon. But when you sign up your team, please come hungry and plan to have a late lunch or an early dinner, and the bar will be open. Oh, can I talk about Cuban, too? Yes. yeah. Cuban has been our bartender at the Little Waldorf on Monday nights for 10 years. And I said, Cuban, even though you don't normally work Saturday afternoon, I need you to come in early because... 
10 years you've been like our, you, he's a career bartender he's a wonderful human being and I said we can't have this event without you behind the bar um, so I just love the history that we share and how I've seen the wall grow and change but there's been some real you know staples um, mm-hmm. but with, with Cuban and Toby literally being there the whole 10 years that we've been there so yeah. that's really exciting for me so how can people participate so signing up a team yes uh, business sponsors, like yeah. working with your businesses, or you mentioned various types of sponsors. Yeah. Uh, how can people who are listening or here in the room participate in the yeah. Challenge for Charity? Next if you're month? here in the room, there is a QR code on a couple different sheets of paper that are floating around at the bar, and there's a registration link on there. And I'm sure if you're listening to it later, Connor will have it linked in all of the social media. Mm-hmm posts and everything where he all shares it all, all, all the things um, so yeah register a team that would be a huge way to be involved and then you can you know choose what charity you want to play for so if you are also if you are connected to a charity or there's something that's near and dear to your heart you can tell those people about it and say hey let's get a group of volunteers or a group of board members together and form a team and go participate in this event because we'll be able to you know, try to win some money for them. We'll, you'll get, definitely get something. It may not be the biggest prize because not everybody can win. Um, that's part of the trivia game. But you'll all get something and you'll get all of the cross-promotion and the networking of all the other people in the room that are there because they want to support charities. So yeah, sign up a team, get your local charities involved. And if you are connected with a business, either someone you know, a business that you frequent, someone in your family that happens to own their own business, um, encourage them to sponsor a team. You can either get friends and family to come play. You could probably contact any of my regular trivia venues if you own a business and just call up one of my venues and say, Hey, you know, um, Prost, Beer Garden, do you have a team that would like to participate in the Challenge for Charity? We'll sponsor that team if that's a, a restaurant that you like to go to. So they will find people that will come and play if you're just one person. But yeah, leverage your contacts, see who wants to be involved, and then the raffle tickets, raffle prizes. If you have a thing, a product, um, it could be a gift card or something like that if you're connected with a business. But if you have, you know, um, merchandise that you make or um, someone that you know that owns a bakery or something like that, we are going to be um, doing raffle prizes. And so we'd love to have, you know, stuff to, to raffle off. So, Excellent. Yeah, lots well, of ways to help. I always like to do a little bit of audience Q&A when we do the live events. Does anyone in our audience have any questions about the event or DJ trivia? Anything for Vicky? What's the date again? Good question. The date of the charity event is Saturday, April 15th, and it's from 2 to 5 p.m. Uh, for someone who hasn't done DJ Bingo before, can you explain? Yes, I kind of blew over that. But yes, we have another game besides DJ Trivia that we've recently introduced at some of our, a couple of our locations. We used to just do it for private parties, but it's, it's definitely bingo. But it's not bingo where someone is calling out numbers and letters. It's bingo where we're playing snippets of songs. So instead of using the same, you know, B4, I19 week after week, that game will have four different rounds, and each round will be composed of 45 songs that are themed in some way. So it might be something like um, 80s rock and roll. And then the next one, we had one recently where 
every song had a color in the title. That was the common theme. Or there's one round where every song is about food or mentions food in the title. So we'll play like 30 seconds of that song and on your digital bingo board, it has song title and artist. And then if you have it, you just, but at the end of the day, it's luck. So if you get tired of like the stress of thinking about trivia questions and really racking your brain and studying like the flags and all of that, you can go to bingo and it's literally just like super chill. Do I have this song on my board or not? Drink your beer, drink your mead, whatever you want to do. And um, yeah, and play yeah. trivia. So we've got two of those right now. We have a Wednesday night game over at the Brewer's Cabinet Production Facility um, in uh, West Reno off 4th Street. And then we have a happy hour game on Mondays from 4 to 6 at Lead Dog. So don't get confused. It's not the Lead Dog that's right next door to here downtown. It's the one in Sparks. Yeah. And one of the cool things, too, I think with DJ Bingo is you can use your phone and mobile device. A lot of people, when they play trivia, get a lot of anxiety around not having their phone in front of their face for an hour and a half. Uh, but at DJ Bingo, you can actually have your well, device out. It's not out. just that you can have it out. You have to have it out. That's actually how you get your digital bingo board. You'll scan a QR code and the board will appear on your phone and you'll be playing on your own device. So unlike trivia, where we tell you, put your phone all the way away. For, if you're going to play bingo, charge your phone before you get there. Yeah. Excellent. Any other questions from our audience? For, oh, what about back here. So I think it's super cool that you support the rural community because that's like really awesome in Nevada. Um, just one thing. And then I've only been to places where they have screens where you can like see the questions, but what if they don't have that? We have had places... The question was, what if people don't have screens in their bar? The bottom line is they have to put them in. And we have had bars that didn't have screens before, like Shims, when they reached out. I said, sure, but our game requires a screen. Because some of the questions are things like, who is this celebrity? And you can't do that if you don't have a screen. And it's just part of our branding. We want people, okay, here's the inside scoop. Part of the reason why we put the questions on the screen is because we want you to not be so stressed about hearing the host that you forget to go to the bar. If you, I want you to order more drinks. I want you to order more food. So yeah, if you're distracted because you're ordering a beverage and supporting that establishment, great. I want you to just be able to look up at the screen and be like, oh yeah, that's my choices. I, you know, if you're if you're relying on someone to read it out loud. I've seen other places where people are like literally shushing the server that's coming around, offering them more food. Like, I don't want to miss this question. Well, my job is to help the restaurants and bars sell enough that it's a good night for everybody. So part of that is we have to have the screens for the consistency, for the questions, and because it's just better for the businesses who really are you know, my clients, and it's a better experience for the players too, less stressful. Yeah. And I think the other part of that question or the comment was about the rural outside yeah. of Reno areas. And I know we have games in Fallon, I think in Fallon and Fernley yes, and, and have, South Lake there's Tahoe. There's a Green Wave sports bar in, um, in Fallon, which is a, a pretty new sports bar, again, family owned. And then we have two games in Fernley, McCopper's Brewery and uh, the Reds uh, Bar and Grill, which is a sister restaurant to the Little Waldorf. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, any other questions from our audience? I have not uh, played DJ trivia, so how do the logistics of that work? Is it whoever rings in for the first answer, do they have a bell? Nice. So you've never played before. You've got to come out to one of our games. Yeah. When you get there, the, there'll be a host like 
Connor or Robbie or whoever's the host of whatever venue you go to. And I promise your host will explain everything that you need to know. But the bottom line is they're going to give you a little pack of pre-counted answer slips and tell you what your team number is. You do have to come up with a team name. For some people, that is the hardest question of the night to get your team to agree on a team name. But then the host will put the team name in the computer, give you a team number. You write your number in each one of those answer slips because, again, your phones are, like, in your pockets, in your purses, not on your table. And then the host will read the question. It is up on the screen. They'll play the song. And while the song is playing, you will talk about it with your teammates, whether that's your significant other or your friends or your family, your children, whoever you brought with you to play. You have a chance to discuss it while the song is playing. And then you'll see a little timer come up on the corner of the screen when there's 60 seconds left. And you've got to get your answer turned into the host before that time runs out. And then you either, it's not a race. It's not like the first one. If you got it right, you get the points. If you didn't, then you don't. And there's some bonus questions at the end of each round. Well, they'll explain the scoring for that where you can risk some points and possibly double your score, but possibly lose some if you're wrong. But they explain the whole thing as you go. Yep. And then at the end of the game, the top teams with the most points win prizes, usually gift cards, sometimes like here they do bottles of mead, some of the breweries do drink tokens, things like that. With DJ Bingo, it's usually either a $10 gift card or um, a free beer. So at the charity event, you have a limit of six people? Yes. DJ trivia night, do you have a limit? We do not limit on the, for regular nights. Um, the only time we ever had to do that was during COVID when we had other outside guidelines telling us that the venues had to limit. But again, if you think about it from a business perspective, my job is to put butts in seats and help that venue get a really good night. So I want people to bring their friends and tell more people to come. So we don't limit team sizes. I will tell you personally, I think four to six is kind of the ideal size because I see these teams of 12 and they can't even talk to each other from one end of the table to the other. And sometimes it's not even an advantage because you've got 12 people that are fighting over the right answers and there's so many opinions, it's hard to get consensus. But I'm not going to tell them they can't be a team of 12 because that's 12 people that are buying food and drink. And that's what we're all about is supporting local businesses. So, yep, the more the merrier. However, because of logistics and the size and needing to pre-plan and do the reserve signs and the sponsorship shout outs and signs that tell which charity because I want to promote the charities too. I've got to have people registering in advance. So there's only 30 spots when they're not, and some of them are already sold out. So um, please, if you're thinking you're going to play, sign up your team. And uh, even if you don't know who your six people are, register your team anyways, and um, then you can start planning and you'll, you'll have the spot. Excellent. Well, Vicki, thank you so much for thank coming you, back to the podcast. I have not had very many repeat guests. You're only my second repeat guest so far at, in 80-something episodes. And uh, I'm so grateful. that we're both in the bar industry? I heard that episode. Yeah, not, not surprising. <laughs> the, the bar people are my people. Uh, but thank you so much, not just for what you're doing with DJ Trivia for the community and for these local businesses, but uh, we didn't talk about Toastmasters at all. So Toastmasters is a public speaking group that I am in that Vicki has kind of brought me into. Super huge fan. If you have questions about Toastmasters, send me an email, send me a message on Instagram. I will recruit you to our Toastmasters club because it is a great way to practice your public speaking, whether you do public speaking or not. Um, and thank you for doing this challenge for charity thing because I think it's really important that uh, you're using all of these connections and everything you've built over this last decade to do something really big for our community. And I think to yeah, share that among all of these different nonprofits is a really fun way to raise a lot of money that uh, that a lot of different organizations will get to benefit from and a lot 
lot of businesses if they're sponsoring teams too. So uh, I appreciate you doing that. And, and thank, thank you, you so much for coming back on the show. It's always yeah. great to actually thank get you. to uh, collaborate with you on stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the various things we do. Can I give one more quick shout out before yeah, we wrap? Absolutely. My husband and I own the business together and he doesn't love to be the face of everything, but he's sitting over there in the back. So those of you that are here live and if you're listening, clap for my yeah, husband. Let's, he's amazing. Let's give Craig a big round of applause. He's my favorite. His name is Craig. He's awesome. We have owned businesses together um, for the whole 27 years that we've been married. And this is by far our favorite and most successful and, um, and we love getting to do it, but he prefers to, be, you might catch him hosting, filling in for somebody, but in general, he does a lot of the behind the scenes things, setting up the technology at new venues and making sure that kind of stuff is running smoothly, things that I'm not as good at. And then, um, I talk more, so. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Vicki, thank you again so thank much for you, coming Mark. on the show. Everyone here in the audience, thank you so much for coming to the live event. It's really great to have people in person. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Yeah. Sign up. The links will be on DJ Trivia's here in Nevada's social media, on my social media, Reno Whites. You will easily be able to find it. Also, DJ Trivia, SierraNevada.com, RenoWhites.com. So check it out, sign up, and thank you so much for being here. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Renoites, and special thanks to Vicky for coming on the show and to folks who came out to the live taping. It's always really fun to have a live audience. We do those events pretty regularly, so follow me on social media to see when the next one is. I believe it is later this month, end of March, so check out the details on my Instagram. That is at Renoites on Instagram. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests or topics or episodes, Please let me know. Shoot me an email, Connor, C-O-N-O-R, at renoites.com. This episode of Renoites was produced by myself with assistance from Ember Braun. That's all we've got for you this week. Have a good one. (laughs) 